We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It's Friday. It's July 30th. It's 2021. We have 15 games to talk about here on today's slate. Podcast is brought to you by prizepicks.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over to prizepicks right now because this promo I'm about to tell you about is only good for a couple more days. I don't know what the promo is going to be for next month, so take advantage of this. Pricepicks.com. Sign up using promo code Grinders. Hundred percent match bonus up to a hundred dollars. So if you deposit hundred, they're gonna match it. Uh, take advantage of that. Get some money to you know learn how to grind out some prize picks. Love what they're doing over there. They have some single sport or single stat numbers that you could look at for some of these games, and you got some fantasy points to look at. So um, again, love what they're doing over on Prize Picks. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. If we do get some odds um, for baseball before we finish up i will um go over them we're recording a little bit later than we usually do um so maybe we get some posted but i doubt it uh if not i'll give you my disc golf picks um and hopefully they do better than they did last week because um i i, I gave them out friday and they were terrible and then i crushed saturday and sunday so i'm hoping to you know let's let's get it going here on friday um, I'm joined today by Keith Eister, Eyes819. What's happening, Keith? Not much, man. Big baseball slate to talk about. We've got a crazy trade, trade deadline going on. Uh, huge trade just went down uh, with the Dodgers and the Nationals. Scherzer and Turner headed out west. So really excited to see what the rest of this brings. Um, lot, lots of moving parts changing the playoff picture. So, fun stuff. I mean, just monster trades today um uh, yeah just it's crazy 
Yankees all the doing trades the that, things. Uh, like, yeah. The Yankees. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, everybody knows I'm a Red Sox fan. So Rizzo to the Yankees okay. kind of stinks. Um, the Mariners picked up um, Diego Castillo from the Rays, which I thought was super interesting. Didn't see that yeah, one coming. That was a weird um, trade. Yeah, and then Danny Duffy from the Royals to the Dodgers as well. So the Dodgers definitely got stronger. The Yankees um, got stronger. And um, the was it the Padres that moved a couple like pitchers and stuff? So, um, yeah, man, I mean, there's been a lot of moves here um, over the last couple of days. Absolutely. Uh, I've got a cl- my other eye on the, the Cubs situation here. Still expected to move Bryant and Kimbrell. So if that goes down while we're in the middle of this, it's going to be tough to pay attention, but I'll make sure I stay tuned in. Oh, good old. You think they move Chris Bryant? I, I think he sells too many seats. Chris Bryant's I mean, a bigger name than Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, I agree with that, but I, I don't think that they're going to be bidding at the top of the market for his services. Like Rizzo, even though they traded him, I could see them bringing him back. But, uh, I mean, Brian, I think, is going to be out of their price range. So, might as well get something for him. I think they, I think they will move him. All right, so let's get into this one. A lot to break down. Um, again, some stuff might change by the time this podcast comes out, but uh, we'll see. We start with Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Nine total in this game. Phillies are 135 favorite. We got Vince Velasquez against Will Crow. Um, any interest here in Velasquez? Uh, I mean, we have a we have a huge slate here. He's just too inconsistent to need him on this slate, I think. Uh, he's got a decent K rate. Gets a nice ballpark upgrade going into Pittsburgh. Uh, at 7,700, I think he's playable if you want to, but I'm not sure that we that we really need to. I mean, okay, so the lineup that Freddie Peralta got on Thursday was the kind of lineup that we like. I mean, a little bit of power in that lineup, but there's a, there was a lot of strikeouts in that Pittsburgh lineup um, on Thursday, and it boosted Freddie Peralta even more, and he was in such a juicy spot already. I don't think Vincent Velasquez is, is the worst option on this slate, 7,700, in a good ballpark for pitchers against this lineup that – it's not the same Pittsburgh lineup it's been all season. Some of these guys are under 150 at bats. So um, more strikeouts in this lineup than, you know, that typical like Frazier and lineup that they had going there. So don't think he's crazy. Um, I will not play Will Crow on the other side of this game. Yeah, no, no chance. I don't care what ballpark Will Crow is pitching in. Uh, I'm, I'm not playing him. You had like a 27 point game the other day. I don't know. Did you see that? That was crazy. Like I must have, I missed that one. Yeah, no. Baseball I, I don't, I don't variance at its finest. Yeah, no doubt. Uh Will Crow gives up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate. This game's in Pittsburgh. If this game was in Philly, Philly would be one of my top stacks on the slate. Bryce Harper's banged up. Hoskins banged up. This lineup overall. I mean, with McCutcheon's price and Romuto's price and Gene Zagura's price all going up, I probably stay away from the Philly side in this game. Yeah, I just these Phillies prices have really come up on us. I mean, there it was about a month ago we were playing a lot of this Phillies lineup at like thirty five hundred. Now they're all up in the high four Ks and even into five Ks. So, um, I, I think there's a lot better spots. Uh, Will Will Crow is definitely not someone to be afraid of, but I. I don't love the prices and I mean, Harper would, would obviously be the top target, but uh, he's dealing with that injury like you talked about. So, um, Any interest in the pirates here? 
man, there, there's just not a light, a lot to like on this team anymore. Uh, Brian Reynolds is obviously their most talented hitter. Uh, he's up at 4,500 though. I don't love that price for him. Uh, Cabrian Hayes at 3,500 maybe, but uh, no, def definitely not going to be a team that I'm seeking out. I mean, there's some cheap bats here. If you want to target like left-hand power bats against Velasquez, it's always not like a, a terrible option. But I think overall, Polanco is 2,500. If you end up in that range and you want to play Gregory Polanco, like he still has pop. This guy still has, you know, home run power. Ballpark's not great, but I mean, I think he would be the one guy that I'd be I'd be like, all right, I, I could see myself ending up on him. Yeah, Castro hit two home runs the other day too. So he's twenty four hundred right there. So, yeah, cheap cheap power is probably the best option. All right, we got the Cubs and the Nationals. This game had a nine total. It got pulled. Um, it's going to be Trevor Williams against John Lester, and it's going to be um, whoever can put a uniform on for both these teams. Um, what are we <laughs> looking at here uh, for Trevor Williams? <sighs> With uh, Turner out of that lineup, uh, if he was a little bit cheaper, I might have some interest. Uh, he's had some good games this year, but um, he's up at 8,600. I, I just don't think that, that I'm going to go here. Um, strikeout rates around 24%, I believe it was. 23% uh, for Williams this year. So at 8,600, just not enough upside, even if we get a weak Washington lineup. Yeah, I mean, I – you get you got to see what the lineup looks like because i mean they have a, a potential lineup where there's not a ton of strikeouts here um even with turner out of that lineup and then soto in the lineup so i also want to kind of see i want to kind of gauge like ownership on williams because he's 8600 it's not like he's like 7200 so i think that's you know definitely something to kind of note here like he's coming off of one of his best games of the season against Arizona pitched six innings, had six strikeouts, um, didn't allow any earned runs. Like he's coming off of one of his better starts. So I definitely want to see ownership, want to see the lineup, but I definitely think he's in play. We'll see. Um, I'm still not playing John Lester. I don't even care if the Cubs are playing their triple a hitters. I'm not playing John Lester. I know he, he already had his 30 fantasy point game for the year. So I don't even have to worry about it. That's right. He, he got his one out of the way. We can write him off the rest of the year. Um, obviously some big bats out of this lineup, Rizzo in, in New York, um, Baez potentially on the move, Bryant potentially on the move. So, uh, he could get a really ugly looking Cubs lineup, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not playing him either. All right. Let's talk bats here. Um, as far as the Cubs go, I mean, what do we really like wisdom at 42 seems kind of juicy, um, if Marisnik cracks the lineup with all the moves, um, 3,500, I mean, I kind of want to see what the lineup looks like. I, I mean, Matt Duffy's probably going to play David boats, probably going to play boat is 2,400. I mean, I don't mind targeting like some of these cheap bats going up against, um, Lester. Yeah. I think you could get a, a really cheap three man here and they should grab decent lineup spots. Like you mentioned, like with the departures, uh, Duffy or Bodie, one, uh, one of them will probably hit in the cleanup spot for Rizzo. Like, I, I'm not even sure who, I guess Wisdom probably plays first or Brian, if he doesn't move plays first, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to have some value here because uh, of the Cubs stars moving. So I don't mind that. 
could be a nice cheap stack. As far as Washington goes, I mean, I don't love Washington here. I mean, Soto is probably the ultimate one-off. Um, no. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I absolutely love Juan Soto in this matchup. Um, I think you could take a shot on Josh Bell, too, as a cheaper version, kind of in the, in the same spot. Um, but Soto's just been – hasn't really cooled off since the All-Star break, so uh, I'm just going to keep playing him. Uh, price is up to 6,100, but against Williams will give up some homers. Uh, I think Soto's a great play. Williams gives up so much hard contact. The dude doesn't know how to generate soft contact. So, I mean, I like the Josh Bell call. Um, I, I like that a lot. I mean, a two-man's never a bad idea. I don't think you necessarily have to go three-man. Um, if you are going to go three-man, maybe you look at like one of these, like maybe a cheap catcher or something just to kind of throw a three-man together or something like that. Luis Garcia got called up uh, when Turner went on the IL, and obviously Turner's gone now, so Garcia should crack the lineup. He's at 3,700. He showed some pop in the minors. Um, I, you can do worse than that, I think. Okay, yeah, I mean that's that's fine with me. I'm I'm good with that. Like just you know, a cheaper option in the mid middle of the infield. That's never a bad idea. Nope. All right, Kansas City going up against Toronto. Toronto smashed my Red Sox on Thursday. Um, it wasn't even close. Lynch against Stripling in this one. Um, this game has an eleven total, and Toronto's a two hundred favorite. Uh, any interest here in Daniel Lynch? And Daniel Lynch was really good his last time out and the price tag has not come up to meet what he showed. If it was pretty much any other team except for Toronto, we would have a ton of interest, but I, you just can't do it against Toronto. They have absolutely destroyed left-handed pitching. Um, Lynch is a talented young guy, but I'm not playing him against Toronto, even at 5,200. Too dangerous. I mean, Erod was striking some guys out, but, man, just overall, um, they were hitting him hard. And, I mean, Lynch – scored really well because he pitched deep into the game and didn't allow, but he wasn't like blowing the ball by anybody for Detroit. So I'm with you maybe in a different matchup at this price, I would have interest, but you're facing this Toronto offense and you're just like, all right, um, probably like even with Gary L maybe not playing, I don't think that matters enough. Um, and then Ross stripling on the other side of this game. I mean, I think he's okay. I don't think he has a, a massive ceiling, but I think he goes out and he throws okay. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to stripling? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, price tag is fair, but don't love the upside in this spot. Um, he, he's been up and down too. Like he'll he'll put up a, a an okay start, and then he'll just get blown up like two 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 times out uh, against Boston. He got absolutely blown up six earned runs. Didn't even make it out of the first inning. So. He does have that blow-up potential. There's not enough upside. Big slate. I like about a lot of other options better. Yeah. All right. It's not like I'm going out of my way to play Kansas City bats. Um, Sal Perez at 4,600 if you want to pay up a little bit at catcher. Um, like, I don't hate that. And I mentioned this the other day. Like, Soler is a very streaky type of hitter, and he has six home runs over the last 10 games. So if you want to take a shot – on Solera 2,900 in tournaments. I don't hate that idea. Yeah, I think Sal Perez is the top catcher play on the slate. I think he should be over 5K here. He's just 4,600. Stripling is a guy that will give up hard contact to right-handers. He's pretty reverse splitsy in his career. So uh, I, I love that Sal Perez call. I like him a lot. 
Uh, Toronto, I mean, this is another team. Like, you can stack Toronto again today. Um, it, it's such an expensive stack. That's the hardest part about looking at, like, a full five-man uh, Toronto stack is just, like, is there cheap enough pitchers to, to make this work today? I mean, there's some question mark pitchers. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're rolling the dice. Uh, if we knew, like, we're going to talk about this, but if we knew, like, Scoble, um, if his innings were not going to be limited here, and maybe like a Tuki Toussaint, like there are options in this like in six and seven K range where like I think a Toronto stack is a lot more playable today. I know they put up twelve runs on on Thursday, but it was so hard with the pitching to make that work. Yeah, the the bigger slate definitely helps out. Um, there's actually a couple of options I like uh, in that like seventy five hundred and below range. I definitely think that you can make the Toronto stack work today a lot more than you could yesterday. All right, we got the Yankees at the Marlins. Jamison Tyon going up against, I think, this is Zach Thompson. Um, yeah. yeah, Zach Thompson. It always it always throws me off. Um, <laughs> you know, you never know. I don't see a total for this game. Oh, there it is. No, don't see a total for this game. Is this a is this a second part of a doubleheader game or no? I don't know. Okay. There is a total. It's eight. Um, the Yankees are a 150 favorite. Any interest here in Jamison Tyon? He gets a nice ballpark upgrade going into Miami from, from Yankee Stadium. Uh, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. 8,700 is kind of pushing the boundary of where I want to play him at. Um, it hasn't really rounded back into the, the top form that he was. And he's never been like an elite strikeout guy. He, he's he gets good strikeouts, but he's not like an elite type guy. So um, I think there's upside with the matchup and the ballpark. Um, I don't know that he, he's going to be one of my higher owned guys, but I think he's in play. I think he's in play. Um, I mean, like you said, the ballpark upgrades, nice. The bullpen that the, the talented bullpen that he has behind him is super nice. Um I mean, if he could throw six clean innings, you are so excited about him, you know, potentially picking up the win. So I, I think Tyon's in play. Um, I mean, at, at what point can you play any pitchers against the Yankees now? Um, I mean, no this way. lineup is just uh, – it's so juiced now. Um, and, and we don't know if everyone's going to play yet. Um, but, I mean, I think Gallo will play. Yeah, I mean, that trade you know, was two days ago at this point. Like, he should be in New York or in Miami. I mean, I don't see any reason he wouldn't be in the lineup. Um, and I think Rizzo will probably be there as well. Um, yeah, those, I, just those more guys COVID protocol them, you know. stuff, right? Like, I think that's the uh, – Good point, I, yeah. I think it's like 48 hours or something like that. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. But, I mean, you know, Judge is back this lineup is, is, is healthy again, outside of like Luke Voigt. Um, and I mean, they're cheap. They're cheap. I don't like Thompson and I kind of like the Yankee stack. I'm going to like the Yankee stack a lot here down the stretch. Um, I think a lot of us are going to like the Yankee stack down the stretch, like Rizzo fields, Phil Rizzo and Gallo field fields that like void that the Yankees had uh, against like right-handed pitching with some lefties in the middle of that lineup. And I mean, <laughs> Gallo gave you power. Rizzo gave you on base percentage. And, you know, you just, gosh, there's no, where you, who do you pitch around now? Like, nobody. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just a murderer's row. Like, 
I mean, and when they're in Yankee Stadium, like Rizzo and Gallo just have that short porch sitting there. Like it's it's going to be ridiculous. Incredibly tough lineup. Um, any interest in the Marlins? No, I. They've traded away Marte. You want to attack Tyon with lefties, and they, they just don't have any that are really worth playing. Um, I don't have any interest in the Marlins here. Yeah, one of the reasons that I think Tyon's in play is because I don't expect this lineup to be very good. Um, it, it's more of just Tyon's price. Yeah. All right, moving on, we have the Cincinnati Reds um, going up against the New York Mets. It's I've seen it's going to be Sonny Gray and Carlos Carrasco. Um, I've seen the total anywhere from eight to eight and a half, and the Mets are like a one thirty favorite here. Uh, any interest here in Sonny Gray? Uh, I think he's in play, but he's a, he's expensive. Uh, he has one of the better strikeout rates on the on the slate, uh, approaching twenty nine percent. The Mets have a decent lineup, but I could see Sonny Gray uh, eking out a good a good start here um i think uh, definitely tournaments only if he comes in really low owned i think you can take some shots on him even at 9200 yeah i think the biggest concern for me is like what lineup do we get for the mets because i mean they have a lineup that they can roll out there that is a little bit lower strikeout rate type of lineup um so i want to see what the lineup looks like i definitely think sunny gray is in play here uh this is a ballpark upgrade for him going from cincinnati to new york you know kind of like what you're saying so uh carlos carrasco on the other side he's 8300 i haven't seen anything as far as like pitch count but i know like they haven't given us a number but they also said like it's going to be very strict yeah the only thing i was able to find he threw three innings in his last triple a start on a rehab assignment so i he's just not stretched out and at 8300 no no chance you can play him here in the spot so what you're saying is it's an easy pass. Um, easy pass. I'm with yep. you on that. So, I mean, as far as the Cincinnati bats go, um, I think one of the biggest shocks for me is like, they didn't move as much as I thought they were going to move some people here. Um, Cincinnati is, I mean, it, it, it sounds like they're more committed than I thought they were going to be to, you know, make a push here. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, do you have any interest here in the Reds? Um, it's hard to know what you're going to get out of Carrasco coming off the IL. So I think if you, if you want to stack them that you could do that, he may come out and just not have any command at all. You, he could get blown up and you could get into the early part of that Mets bullpen. Uh, Votto has been awesome. I mean, he just wrecked the Cubs in the last series. Hit five home runs the in the series. Yeah. I mean, just, he's changed his approach this year. He's a completely different hitter. Like I definitely play Joey Votto. Uh, Winker is, is one of the top plays as well. And both of them have fair prices in the mid four Ks. So uh, love those two guys. I think you can stack it as, as well. Uh, Castellanos on the IL definitely hurts the depth of the stack, but uh, India has been really good this year. He's expensive. Um, Tyler Stevenson can fill catcher. Suarez, you'll probably get four strikeouts, but you might look into a home run. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind the, the Reds there. I mean, if Barnhart catches, he's super cheap. So like yeah. that stack becomes super cheap and yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't mind the secondary stack here for the reds. If this ballpark, if they were playing in Cincinnati, way more interest. Um, any interest here in the Mets? Uh, Sonny gray, not really a pitcher. I generally target that that strikeout rate can definitely uh, usually let, helps them limit damage. Um, they do match up pretty well with a lot of lefties. 
and the, the prices are reasonable. I mean, Nimmo at, at 3,900 jumps out. Uh, VR is really cheap too. You should crack the lineup with Lindor on the IL still. Uh, Dom Smith is really cheap at 3,400. So yeah, I, I think uh, you can at least do those three lefties. Uh, I mean, if you want to add it, add it in, obviously Pete Alonzo, you can play against anybody. Um, up next, we have the Red Sox and the Rays. This game has an eight and a half total raise a 140 favorites uh, Martin Perez against Josh Fleming. Uh, any interest here in Martin Perez? Uh, no, thanks. I, I mean, playing lefties against Tampa, we've talked about it several times. Used to be a great idea, but with Nelson Cruz lurking now, uh, I don't love that near as much. He might not play, so. though. He's dealing with a, a foot injury. He is. You're right. Yep. I mean, I don't know if that changes it much. It's Martin it, Perez, but Martin Perez isn't really necessarily cheap here either. Right. Yeah, that, that's also an issue. Uh, the Rays with Franco up now, um, he makes that lineup a little deeper too. So, yeah, I, I don't have any interest in Perez, even if Cruz is out. All right. Uh, Fleming on the other side. I mean, I think the Red Sox have been solid enough against left-handed pitching this season that even at this price, I don't think I can take a shot on Fleming. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have any interest in him either. Um, just not enough strikeout upside. Tough, tough matchup against Boston. All right, let's talk Red Sox bats. Um, I mean, if Devers had a lineup again in this one, we could get some, you know, some decent lineup spots for some of these guys. Uh, what are you looking at here for the Red Sox? Uh, Martinez and Bogarts, two of two great plays. Kike uh, as well, especially if he's at the top of the order. Uh, run Renfro, ton of power, great hitter against lefties. So, uh, really like those four. If you want to add uh, Vasquez, a catcher, also nice, nice price there at 3,600. Um, and if you want to add Verdugo or Duran, if they're in the lineup, lefty, lefty, I don't mind them with their price tags either. Yeah, I mean, Renfro hit fifth, um, Duran hit second, um, against Ryu on Thursday. So, I definitely think the Red Sox are in play. Renfro is probably my favorite. Um, I mean, I, I definitely like JD Martinez as well. Uh, I just like the the price discount that you get for Renfro, thirty three hundred for a guy that has massive power against lefties and has throughout his career. Um, any interest in the Tampa bats here? Yeah, definitely. And Nelly Cruz, if he if he's in the lineup, um, we'll have to definitely keep an eye on that. That Franco price, I don't love. He's still just a little bit overpriced. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have as much uh, interest in them as I initially thought. There, there's a lot of lefties here that they're looking to play. Zunino is probably the top option, just hunting a home run from him. Uh, if Cruz is in there, I, you can definitely pair Cruz and Zunino together. Yeah, if Cruz is in there, I mean, I feel like the three-man stack becomes a little bit more playable. I, I don't know if I'm, like, five-man stacking the race here, but, like, Perez... I mean, he gives up a ton of hard contact to righties. You want to target him with right-handed bats. So, I mean, Rosarina, Zanino, uh, Margot, Cruz, Yandy Diaz. I mean, Franco. Like, it's just more of the price for the Rays um, when you're looking at other, like, top-end stacks. This game's in Tampa compared to those yeah. other spots. So That's what I was going to say. Another tough ballpark. Um, if it was in Boston, I'd have more interest. Y'all, especially those righties against Perez and in Fenway. Yeah. All right, we got Baltimore at Detroit, 150 total or nine and a half total. Detroit's favored by 150. 
Matt Harvey against Tarek Scoble. Um, any interest here in Matt Harvey? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, we go back to well, I'm playing Miggy. That worked out really <laughs> well for everybody that did that. I did it. Um, nice I'm just like, down. I'm sitting over here uh, and I'm just like, all right, when I get off the podcast, I hope the Rockies have like 10 scored runs. Um, and, but I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, the other side of this game, Scoble. I mean, I think Scoble is super interesting here. This is like that 6-7K range where it's like they said uh, – I've read multiple reports that said they're not going to limit like his innings and Mize's innings at the same time. So I think Scoble going up against Baltimore gets his normal workload here. If he's pitching well, 85 to 95 pitches, um, I think he has a lot of upside in this price range. Yeah, I, I love the price. I love the matchup. Uh, Mize did go seven innings yesterday. So um, if if they let Mize go this time and limit Scooball, I think I think there is some risk there. But I'm not going to play the game where I try to guess which game they're limited or not. Um, I've, I've been playing Mize his last couple of times out, even though he's been limited. Uh, it worked out very well on the on yesterday's slate. So I, I think they're both just talented young guys and at these prices, they're definitely playable. Uh, Scooball is a guy that has really increased his K rate as, as the season has went on. Um, he's got it all the way up to 26% now. So against this Baltimore lineup, I, I definitely like the price tag at 7,500 here. Tigers are like, Oh, we're only 10 game back. The white Sox. Let's, let's make a push. Just <laughs> kidding. I highly doubt that's what it is. I was just joking. Um, I mean, in, I would definitely. All right, if you're playing, if you're playing Scoble, I would definitely like scour the beat writers for Detroit and everything closer to lock, and just kind of make sure there's not any kind of talks about it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Baltimore bats, anything standing out to you here? Uh, Mancini would be the top play for me. Uh, I think you can play Mountcastle. He's got a fair price. Uh, Austin Hayes, especially if he's at the top of the lineup, he's under 3K. Definitely play him. Severino is a cheap catcher. Um, probably not looking to full stack him, but it, I don't mind uh, a one-off or, or two or three. Yeah, I mean, Mancini is probably my favorite and the only guy that I have a ton of interest in here. Um, like you said, I don't mind maybe taking a shot on these cheaper bets. As far as the Detroit bats go, I mean, I think this is a spot you could go right back to the well and, you know, play some Detroit bats. Jonathan Scope's uh, price is nice. Miggy, um, what are your thoughts on Detroit? The Red Sox just traded for Kyle Schwarber. So congrats yeah. on that. Yeah. That's a beautiful fit. <laughs> yeah. They needed a lefty <laughs> to kind of back up Devers. So I wonder how close he is to returning. That's good. Yeah, I think Good he news. was. I think he is coming back fairly soon. Yeah. Good so. news. Way to bring some good news to the podcast. <laughs> yep. Now they just need to right. trade for Chris Bryant. There I don't know go. where he would play, but trade for him anyway. <laughs> you can fit him in somewhere, right? Eh? I mean, all I right. feel what like the Red Sox you... are like, all right, the Yankees made all these moves. We got to I mean, do you something. You kind of have to answer, right? Yeah, definitely agree. So I, I think Schwarber adds a nice lefty bat. Uh, should be a good fit for them. And yeah, I mean, it's not like the Yankees are like in a position like they got to win some games. They're still so. well ways back, yeah. And they got to jump right. the race too to catch it. So yeah, I mean, I feel like even for like that that wild cards 
you know, how that whole situation is going to work. I mean, they're eight games back on the Rays right now. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Detroit Bats, thoughts on the Tigers Bats? Uh, man, the Tigers have been scoring a ton of runs here recently. Uh, don't know what's got into them, but I do know that they have a matchup against Matt Harvey, and I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, Badu has been great at the top of the lineup. Uh, Grossman's had a nice year. Miggy Cabrera is back to hitting two home runs, apparently, so um, plug him in. Um, yeah, Candelario and, and Scope. Uh, I like Detroit a lot. Fair pricing against Matt Harvey, uh, one of the best spots on the slate. All right, we got um, Milwaukee at Atlanta. Burns against Tuki Toussaint, eight and a half total pick'em game in this one. Um, this is a game that, like, if you're not doing anything on a Friday night and you want to watch some like stellar young pitching, um, I mean, I don't know, is Corbin Burns still young? Anyway, yeah, he is. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I mean, this game screams fun. Yeah, Corbin Burns is 22. So, like, there's these are two live arms facing against each other here. Um, what are your thoughts on Corbin Burns? Yeah, uh, he's just one of the best pitchers in baseball at this point. I mean, since he added that cutter, he's really tough to hit. Uh, huge strikeout rate, price tag over 10K. I'm fine paying that with the with the Ks that he offers. Um, Atlanta isn't the best matchup, uh, but I think he can go strikeout 10 against anybody. Uh, it does seem like his Ks have fallen off a little bit since the sticky stuff ban. Um, it seems like we were getting nine or 10 out of him every time out in the beginning of the season. Uh, he's had 12 two times ago against Cincinnati, but other than that, it was uh, six against the White Sox, eight against the Mets, five against the Pirates, seven against Colorado. So they've ticked down a little bit, but I still think this is a fair enough price that, that you want to target him here today. I mean, yeah, I think both these pitchers are fantastic. Tuki Salant, um on the other side of this game, 79 pitches in his first start against San Diego through 90 against Philly last time out. Um, he's just looked electric. And I mean, this is one of the prospects that like the Braves were super excited about. And I mean, I think that this is a spot you could definitely look at Tuki Toussaint here at 6,900 um, going up against this Milwaukee offense. Yeah. I absolutely love him. Price is outstanding at 6,900. I mean, probably going to be one of my highest zone pitchers on the slate. Just awesome, awesome value. Milwaukee strikes out a, a fair amount. Good spot for him. I think the the other thing about this that's kind of juicy is like taking the under in this game. I mean, it's I currently like at what, yeah. eight. Yeah, I think this is a game. It's at eight and a half. I really like the under in this game. Two really good starters. Milwaukee has an outstanding pen. Atlanta's pen is kind of middle of the road, but uh, yeah, I, I like the under in this game too. All right. Um, any interest in the Milwaukee bats here? I don't think so. I mean, they'll probably be low owned. If you would just want to take a chance that, that Tucson doesn't have it. Maybe you could get lucky at some really low ownership on a huge slate, but due to the size of the slate, I don't think that that's really necessary. All right. Fair enough. I, I'm, I have really zero interest in Milwaukee here. Um, I really don't have a ton of interest in Atlanta either. Like you could always play Freddie Freeman as like a one-off, but I mean, you hardly ever are going to one-off an expensive first baseman. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to play anybody against Burns here. Um, just too good of a pitcher. He is really good. 
All right, we got Seattle at Texas. Um, it's Gilbert against Allard in this one. This game has an eight and a half total, and Seattle's a slight favorite here at minus 120. Uh, any interest here in Gilbert? I do, yes. Uh, awesome matchup against Texas, especially with Joey Gallo going to New York. Um, there's just there's not much to like in that Texas lineup anymore. Gilbert's a talented young guy who's also kind of settled in and has seen his strikeouts tick up here lately. Um, he's another one of these guys in this uh, like 7,500 range that I really, really like today. Yep, he's someone that I like as well. Um, like you said, I mean, this guy is a prospect he has talent and it's just like we were waiting to see it well we got to see it a little bit the yankees struck out a lot against him the angels struck out he struggled against oakland last time out it's not like he had a bad outing it wasn't great don't get me wrong um i mean i think this is a great spot for him and and like you said i mean with gallo out of this lineup you're really just kind of worried about like garcia and low um I, i think there's plenty of upside in the spot for gilbert Allard on the other side, I mean, Kobe Allard's not a huge strikeout guy. Seattle's not like this awesome lineup, but I still don't think I end up on Allard here. I have some interest, and it's because of the price. Like, if you're looking – yeah, he's 5,100. If you're looking to jam in a full Toronto stack, that that salary is really useful. Uh, He's been pretty good this year. Strikeout rate at 23%, so it's not like he doesn't strike anybody out. Um Seattle just that that offense doesn't scare me I think there's some upside here at that price uh I'm interested all right no I I think that's fair um bats in this game on the Seattle side I really like Hanniger I know he's super expensive um I really like Hanniger I don't know if I go like a three-man I mean Dylan Morris kind of cheap Ty France, I don't think is the worst option, but if you're playing more in France, you got to play France at first base. And I like my secondary stacks most of the time to leave first base open. What are your thoughts on Seattle? Yeah, I don't have much interest here. Um, Hanniger is, is the top play, but he's expensive, 5,400. Uh, so, I mean, I'll, I'll use him, but I won't have a ton. Uh, I think you can find a catcher play here, whoever cracks the lineup between Tom Murphy, Cal Raleigh. Um, they're both fairly priced. So, um, yeah, but not, not a ton of interest outside of that. All right. Um, Texas bats, anything? Uh, I will definitely have more Gilbert than, than Texas bats. Uh, Nate Lowe, I guess, would make some sense. Adalas Garcia is under 4K. You can play him. But, no, not, not a team I'm targeting. Yeah, I mean, I think like if you're potentially, if you're like potentially playing a lot of Gilbert, I don't mind like a hedge stack for Texas, and it's more of just kind of covering your basis um, more than anything else. Talk about that a lot. Cleveland at Chicago taking on the White Sox. J.C. Mejia against Lance Lynn, eight and a half total. Lance Lynn's a minus two hundred five favorite in this one. Um, any interest here in Mejia? Uh, no interest in Mejia for me. Me either, buddy. Um, Lance Lynn's 10-3. I mean, I, I don't think the matchup is terrible, but I also feel like this isn't a team that like goes out and strikes out a ton either. Yeah, um, they did trade Cesar Hernandez, so uh, he was a low strikeout bat at the top of the order, yeah. depending on who 
who hits the lineup for him. He might have a few extra strikeouts in this lineup if they move some other guys. Um, I don't think they'll move Jose Ramirez, but if they moved him, then obviously you would really add something. Uh, I think Lance Lynn as a pivot off of Burns can make some sense in this spot. I agree. I, I like Burns more. I think he has a lot more upside. But if you get like a 6K game out of Burns, I think Lynn can match that and surpass it here in this uh, against this Cleveland team. So uh, I'll take some shots, but it, it won't be a ton. I'll have more Burns. Uh, any interest in Cleveland bats? Um, no, not nothing I really like here. Nothing standing out. Jose Ramirez is appropriately priced up, and I don't really have a ton of interest outside of that. Uh, on the White Sox, I mean, I think Abreu potentially being out of the lineup might like keep the ownership down here. Sheets is 3,300. I mean, there are some cheap options here going up against Mejia. I almost kind of want Abreu to be out of the lineup because I don't think the the stack will be as, as like popular here if he's out of the lineup. Yeah, if he's out, it's it's a really cheap stack. Uh, I'm not sure if Hernandez will be in uniform. Uh, wow, that's, that's crazy. Facing his former team in this first game with his new team. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Hernandez is only 3,500. So if he's in there and he grabs the leadoff spot, he's going to be in play for sure. Uh, oh, you trade me. Watch goes. this. <laughs> yeah. Right. little revenge game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think you can make the stack work here and, it, and it's really cheap. And Mejia, I mean, Mejia isn't a guy that's shown a ton of talent. All right. We're, we're keep on keeping on here. We got Minnesota at St. Louis. Nine total in this one, Minnesota, 130 favorite. Uh, Jose Barrios against Wade LeBlanc. Any interest here in Barrios? Um, he is squarely on the trade block, so definitely he may not end up making this start for Minnesota. Uh, obviously, keep an eye on that. If, if he does stay put and makes the start, I do have a lot of interest at this price. He's only 8,100. Uh, St. Louis just – I mean, they haven't been a, a dangerous offense all season, so um, they don't strike out a ton. But at, at eighty one hundred, I mean, he can get you enough uh, to pay off that salary. So, uh, I do have interest in Barrios. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to wait and see if he's going to still be here or not. But if he is and um, he's good, I mean, yeah, ton of interest um, in this one. So, any interest here on the other side? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think Minnesota is a very good off- offense. But uh, I'm not playing Wade LeBlanc. I've done crazier things, but I don't think I'd do it here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think if you're playing, if you play fantasy over the weekend, definitely be interested in like some of these Cardinals pitchers against Minnesota. They're going to be a team we're going to heavily pick on here in the second half of this season. Um, any interest in the Minnesota bats? Uh, man, they're, they're really banged up, but whoever – Whoever ends up out there, I do have some interest. Uh, LeBlanc isn't going to strike anybody out, so that puts him in play. Um, a Donaldson, the clear top option, the, the price is, is very juicy at 4100 uh, Miguel Sano at 4K can hit you a homer, too. Um, let's see, like Jeffers at catcher, a nice play with the platoon advantage. Polanco at 4200 uh, Yeah, I, I, I actually do like the Minnesota stack a little bit today. 
Yeah, Brent Roker has just been absolutely smashing the baseball. Uh, He's 3,200. I I think he's one of the better value plays on the slate. You could go like Rooker, Sano, Donaldson as like a three-man here, and it looks really juicy against Wade DeBlanc. So I don't know if I five-man stack Minnesota, but I mean, I think that some of these prices make a lot of sense. Definitely. If Barrios pitches here, I don't have a ton of interest in the Cardinals. Arenado's banged up. Goldschmidt's super expensive. The rest of the team's pretty ex- like cheap. I definitely could see playing Yadelier Molina um, at 3,800. 3, but overall, I don't have a ton of interest in the Cardinals here. Unless Berrios doesn't pitch and then they get a much better yeah. matchup. Yeah, great point. Like if, if Berrios gets dealt and doesn't make this start and it ends up, I mean, I'd pretty much have interest in Cardinals with any other pitcher they can roll out there. Um, I'm not sure if they would call somebody up or how they would handle bullpen game, whatever it is but the Cardinals are really cheap here. So if they're facing somebody other than Barrios, then I have interest. All right, moving on. We have Oakland at LA taking on the angels. It is Bassett against Sandoval eight and a half total pick them game. Any interest here in Bassett? He, as somebody that, that I've played quite a bit this year and he's been really good, but I don't love this spot for him. Uh, tougher matchup against the Angels. Uh, obviously, Otani and Walsh there. Uh, Upton is back. So, um, just not a ton of strikeouts. Otani will strike out, obviously. Walsh will too. But I, I just I don't like this spot for him. He's priced up at 9,600. If he comes in at like 5% owned, sure, I'll take some shots on him. Uh, but he's not one of my favorite plays today. Yeah, I mean, like I said yesterday, Montas was my favorite play. Um, he was pitching well before we jumped on the podcast. I haven't really checked anything. My phone was dead, so it's charging. Um, <laughs> like, dad life. Um, I mean, I think Bassett is a little pricey, but if he's going to be like 5% owned, it, it's the same thing I said yesterday. Walsh out, Rendon out, Trout out. You're really worried about Otani um and justin upton and maybe stassi if like you're but it's that's righty righty so is upton so i mean like overall when you're looking at this team i think you're you're worried about otani and like one guy is not going to keep me away from playing a pitcher so um i think bassett is in play the angels this this lineup strikes out a little bit more um as well so i mean i don't think it's the craziest thing you know, I'm hoping um, my boy Montas continues to pitch well. But, I mean, if you look at the lineup that the Angels rolled out on Thursday, there was, you know, five guys, almost – yeah, six guys with strikeout rates over 24% against right-handed pitching this season. So, I mean, if Bass is going to be low-owned, I think he's a fantastic tournament play. You know, if he gives up a bomb to Otani, hopefully it's a one. But like, Bassett gives up home runs, but he strikes people out. So, I mean, I think he's in play. Patrick Sandoval, I think – even though he just absolutely dominated Minnesota, um, which we're going to say a lot, to, you know, here, I just, I think he's too pricey at 8,800. Yeah, I agree with you. He's actually been really good here recently and they're letting him go deep. He's been over a hundred pitches four times in a row. So uh, I don't think that like he's completely out of play at 8,800, uh, but he, he's going to be another, lower own tournament sprinkle for me more so than somebody I'm like actively looking to put into my lineup. Like if I just land there with that salary left uh, with the, with all the bats that I want, 
then fine, I'll play him, but he's not somebody I'm targeting. Um, bats of this game, anything? Um, on the Oakland side, I mean, Marte's there now, which obviously adds another good righty to this lineup. Chapman's 4,500. Any interest in Oakland? They're expensive. Um, I, I really don't. I mentioned Sandoval's been in good form, so he, I don't think he's going to be high-owned at, at that price, so uh, I'm not looking to target him. Um, any Angels bats here? I don't love really anything on this side either. Um, Otani, obviously, but Bassett has been a, a very solid pitcher this year, uh, so I don't want to stack him. Uh, maybe Otani home run, I guess, would be about the only thing I'm looking for here. Yeah, I mean, Otani, I think, is in play every day. It's just you're paying yeah. 6300 for him at this point. So it's tough to click that button, but, I mean, I think he's the guy that if you're playing Angels bats, it's Otani. Um, we have the Dodgers at Arizona taking on the Diamondbacks. Um, this game has an 8.5 total. And the Dodgers are a 190 favorite. Tony Gonzalez, Zach Gallen. Uh, any interest here in Tony Gonzalez? He just doesn't pitch deep enough into games. I mean, it's a it's a great spot for him. I, I don't mind Arizona as a as a matchup for him, but he's been right in that 80 pitch mark uh, all season long, and they really don't let him go beyond that. So, at, at 7900, I I don't know that there's a bunch of upside. I don't know that he can can really win you a tournament. Uh, with only 80 pitches so i'm out zach gollins 9500 going up against the dodgers <laughs> no thank you yeah i mean don't have to spend a lot of time here um <laughs> dodgers bats i mean mancini not mancini muncie sorry um obviously in play here going up against zach gollins zach gollins a solid pitcher um will smith bellinger i mean i don't hate the dodgers here but I mean, on a big slate like this, they're not, they're probably not even like a top five offense for me. Yeah, I agree. They're, I wouldn't put them anywhere near the top five. I don't think we closer like 10th, probably. Um, I think Gallon is, is a pretty talented pitcher. So I'm not looking to target them. They're all expensive, priced up, obviously. So uh, no, I don't like this spot for them. Uh, any interest in Arizona here? Their price tags are good. That's about the best thing I can say about them. Um, obviously, getting even weaker, they moved that Eduardo Escobar. Um, could potentially see a couple more guys. I think Peralta is a guy that might get moved. Uh, so keep an eye on that. If we get some value open up with some great lineup spots, maybe you take some shots. Uh, but not not a team. I mean, I would use them to fill in value spots more so than I would look to like stack them as my my primary stack. All right, Houston at San Francisco. It's Valdez against Kevin Gaussman in this one. This game has a seven and a half total. I've seen everything from Houston being a favorite, and it looks like San Francisco's a slight favorite here now, at minus 120. Um, any interest here in Valdez? Uh, man, I, they're just, I don't love the upside. I, San Francisco has been a really good offense all year. The price tag's up there at 9,100. He doesn't strike a, a bunch of people out, just a massive ground ball guy. Uh, I don't think there's any upside at 9,100. I don't want Valdez. 
Okay, I want to see what this lineup looks like. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, because, like, Posey didn't play Thursday. I know he took a, a, a foul ball off the head on Wednesday night. I know they said it wasn't a concussion, but he also didn't play. Wade is banged up right now, too. I mean, this could be a weaker. And, like, Belt's getting close to being back. But, like, I know Brandon Crawford being back obviously helps the lineup. But And, Cra- and Crawford's good lefty-lefty. I want to see what the lineup looks like. I Initially, I don't like it this spot for Valdez and I yeah I mean Kevin Gaussman on the other side he's 9400 going up against a team that doesn't strike out a, a lot um he's been phenomenal this season but I mean this is a this is one of the tougher matchups in baseball yeah it really is if we were getting a discount maybe we'd have some interest uh, he's also had a couple of uh, rough starts here in a row uh including yeah his last one was against Pittsburgh and he got blown up for six runs so uh, didn't have a great outing against the Dodgers before that. He's uh, more willing to give him a pass on that one uh, against the Dodgers is obviously a really tough matchup, but uh, giving up six against Pittsburgh, huge price tag, huge, really tough matchup. Uh, I don't have any interest in Gossman. I don't really have any interest in bats in this game. I mean, Houston's solid, but it, Gossman's good. Um, and then San Francisco, Valdez, the guys I want to target against him are lefty. And I mean, I mean, I want to target righties and most of these guys are lefties. I just, for me, this is probably a pass spot on bats. And it, obviously this game has the lowest total on the slate for a reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I will pass on all bats in this spot too. Houston's priced up. Uh, San Francisco's in a bad spot against a ground ball guy who, I mean, just double plays. will get them, take them out of rallies and it's tough to stack against guys like that. So. We finish it out with Colorado at San Diego. John Gray against Weathers. Um, any interest here in John Gray? Uh, no, not against the San Diego team. One of the best offenses in baseball. Uh, John Gray doesn't strike anybody out anymore. Uh, nope, no interest. Three years ago, I'd have John Gray interest. Um, <laughs> not anymore. Any interest here in Weathers? Um, has he been stretched out or has he been pitching out of the bullpen? I didn't have a chance to look at that one. It looks like four I, innings. Is yeah. I think he's max probably like 75 to 80. Yeah. I like the matchup against Colorado. Um, 6,600 as a price tag. I'm not, if you told me he was going to get 85 pitches, I'd be interested. Uh, I'm just, I'm not sure that, that he can get there. Um, tough call. I'll, I'll have to dig in a little bit more, see if we can uh, kind of gauge a pitch count on him. Yeah, my problem is like the top half of this lineup, the like Tapia, Rogers, Blackman, Story guys, even against lefties and some lefty lefties, they don't strike out. Like Tapia and Blackman, even though it's lefty lefty, they put the ball in play. Um, Story and Rogers are both good against left handed pitching. So I think Weathers, like, and Obviously, we'd have to kind of see, um, you know, we know CJ Crone is kind of banged up right now. If he was back, that add that would add like another good right-handed bat in this lineup um, that could potentially hurt. So I want to, right now, kind of projecting the lineup in my head, assuming they don't move anybody, I don't have a ton of interest in Weathers um, because I, here's my, here's my thing, Keith. When I'm looking at Weathers, I'm like, why can't I find $300 more for Tuki Tassant? Like that, that's where I'm at with Weathers. 
Yeah, very fair point. I mean, you could argue just a color. It's going to be an ownership play maybe at that point. But I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's tough to get on board. Now, if they end up moving Story and Crone and this well, lineup yeah, is that's just absolute trash. Way different. It's different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm the crazy guy that stacked Colorado against Musgrove. <laughs> Musgrove was I got every everything that I wanted. I don't know if what's happening, but I, Musgrove was like 50 plus percent owned. Um, yeah. The last time I had checked, um, the Rockies hadn't scored any runs. So, I mean, that's what you get for stacking against a good pitcher. <laughs> All right, let's talk bats here. Sure. If Colorado doesn't move story, he's 4,600 against the lefty. Um, I really like that price tag for him. Don't think I'd full stack it. I mean, if Crone's back in the lineup, there's a really strong case to like plant like three Rockies here. Yeah, uh, you can add Rogers and Hampson to that too. Depending, I, I would prefer whichever one was batting towards the top of the order. Usually, like sometimes they'll hit Rogers up there, sometimes they'll hit Hampson up there. Um, if story's gone, obviously you could see both of them hitting up there, and I would really like that. Uh, but th- those are the two cheap guys I would look at uh, on top of the two big righties. And then on the other side, the San Diego side, I mean, John Gray, like you said, doesn't strike people out, and the Padres are cheap. They are so ridiculously cheap. I'm worried a little bit about them being chalky, but one, it's a 15-game slate, and two, people hate stacking the late games. Yeah, I, I think the Padres might be one of my higher own stacks on the slate. Uh, Adam Frazier is ridiculously priced at 3300 He'll probably grab the leadoff spot. Uh, Tatis and Machado obviously offer a ton of upside. Uh, Cronenworth is a great play from the left side at 4400 And then, I mean, however they fill out the lineup, Fan probably is in there. Uh, I would guess Grisham is in there at 3900 I mean, I, I love the Padres. Probably they might be my top overall team on the slate. I mean, I think it makes a ton of sense to like the Padres here. Um, yeah, just, I mean, I hope they go under-owned because um, I think it's a great spot. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? I think there's a couple of really good options. I know uh, you're on the guy. There's, I think there's two pretty – Pretty good options here. Uh, I'll go with Logan Gilbert. I, I like him a lot today. Yeah, it was Gilbert and Toussaint for me. Uh, whichever yep. one you took, I was going to take the other one. So uh, those two guys make the slate really today. strong um, yep. for secondary pitching. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, Zach Allen is going to have a tough time against the Dodgers here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is that's a tough one. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Zach Thompson against the Yankees. Uh, because that's just a guy that I'm never gonna play in this spot. So uh over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? Uh you talked about Trevor Williams hard contact issues. I, I really like Juan Soto. Uh he's been on a tear. I think he gets another one. I'm going to go way off the board here and go Mitch Hanniger um, against Allard. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Uh, Adam Frazier's price just absolutely jumped off the page when I looked at the slate. Uh, 3300 is way too cheap for his spot. Within his new environment, uh, I love Adam Frazier. 
I like that one. Um, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think I have to go Caesar Hernandez. Go I assume I, I'm assuming he's going to be in the lineup. Um, I mean, I think he was already there, so <laughs> yeah. I we'll have to see if he's on the lineup. Um. I'll try to remember to tweet something out, but I'm going to go Cesar Hernandez at 3,500. Um, here, I'm going to have a four-hit game to remind you you shouldn't have traded me. Um, yeah. <laughs> give me a stack to score six or more runs tonight. Um, it's a tough ballpark shift, but I really like Philly uh, against Will Crow here. I like that one. Um I'm going to go White Sox. I like it. I think they can put up some runs today. I like the White Sox. All right. We do actually have um, prize picks has Major League Baseball up. So um, I was looking at it really quickly. Um, and so this is going to be like a first look. I'm going to do a a three-man. Um, and the Padres are getting Daniel Hudson, too. Jeez getting really strong bullpen help i know i mean it's just (laughs) crazy at this point right um i mean okay so the first one that stands out to me obviously i think josh donaldson we talked about that spot um a lot going up against wade leblanc he has a a seven fantasy point number over there on price pick so i'm going to take the over on him i really like that uh for that spot for him i'm going to take the over for Xander Bogarts, he's at seven. Uh, like that one as well. And then I was trying to find. See, I I like the single stat one a lot. Um, it's not currently up yet, so that's one that I always like to like kind of jump on. I was looking to see if I could find one more that I kind of liked here. Gallows is really close. Oh, give me Tim Anderson at seven and a half. Uh, so I'm going to take the over on Josh Donaldson, Xander Bogarts, and Tim Anderson. They're all in that seven to seven and a half uh, for prize picks today. I, with a three man over on prize picks, um, I tend to do flex play. So even if you get two out of the three, you're still making a little bit of money. Uh, so I'm going to throw 20 bucks on this one with a flex pick. And then if you guys want to tail it, you can. If you haven't checked them out, sign up. Use promo code GRINDERS. Um, again, really like what they're doing over there. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.